thank you, thank you, thank you, my beloved cartel, for this journey that I'm on, and you're on the journey with me, and I really appreciate you guys so much for tuning in all the time, and this is my one-year anniversary episode for the Red Pill Cartel, and I present to you two great minds in the game, Graham and Darren from the Grimerica Show. Get on board with the Grimerica Show. They do awesome fucking work. And it was a fucking honor and a pleasure to have them on tonight. So without further ado, drink a beer, smoke a dupe, do what you gotta do, relax, and enjoy the show. And I thank you guys so much. And may the Most High bless you always and forever. Thank you. Welcome back, Cartel. I have two gentlemen here um, that probably don't need any introduction, but I'm going to give them an introduction anyway. Uh, Darren and Graham from Grimerica. Dude, it's such an honor to have both of you guys on here. Um I was just telling uh, Graham here, Darren, while you were gone, that, uh, you know, I feel like I'm kind of fanboying out tonight, but I'll try to, like, keep it at a minimum, you know? <laughs> but welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for ha- uh, coming on. No problem. We're the last people you should fanboy over. We're just douchebags. <laughs> we're, we're just normal dudes that want to talk about shit, you know? Just like me. Yeah. Just like me, you know? I'm sure there's people out there that are, like, honored to talk to me but i'm honored to talk to anybody that wants to come on here so this is my one year uh anniversary show so it's fucking cool to have you guys on for it right on happy anniversary thanks man so what got what got you guys started uh you know like what was the inspiration to just you know pull the trigger and start a podcast I'll start with this. Like I was telling you, I was listening to podcasts in like 2007, I think 2008. And, and even back then there was enough that you could learn about anything you wanted in the world for free. You know, you could just download these shows and people were talking about all these kind of subjects. So I, I followed quite a bit of a podcast and I went down all these different sort of themes, you know, from skepticism and all this stuff to, to UFOs and to opening up about all kinds of other spiritual stuff. And then, I talked to some friends back at home in Vancouver and they're like, well, you, you know, you should start up a show one day. Cause I was really loving like Richard Serrett and the conspiracy show kind of like okay. about these sort of secret societies and stuff. And like, who's really running the world. Like it, it's the first time I heard people openly talking about, you know, besides like coast to coast kind of stuff, but that was always so filled with ads. Like this is a completely different vibe, right? People yeah. talking like long form for two hours about who's running the world and stuff. And then, and then I met Darren in Calgary um, a few years after that, and uh, we started chatting about ancient mysteries. And he was he was into like um, uh, what's that show that you're watching, Darren? Ancient uh, aliens, ancient aliens, and stuff, right? And I was already into like UFOs and certain ancient mysteries and spirituality and sobriety and all this stuff. So we went to this conference called the Paradigm Symposium back then, and. and 
and we met all these cool researchers and we we're like, dude, we should start a podcast up. And then, and then we just sort of, Darren's like really good at just figuring shit out and how to do stuff and researching shit. And, and he just sort of, sort of made it all happen. That's fucking awesome. So where did you guys meet then? You met in Calgary, right? Yeah. In Calgary. Yeah. So yeah. like, was it a, like, like at a convention or something? No, or? we were, we were working in the Eight. same place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, mandate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so I used to listen to coast to coast as well, like back in probably 2002 or so, like just after nine 11. And I heard my first show that I heard was about like ghosts and shit and ghosts always fascinated me. And, um, then I was hooked. Right. So, but it took me many years. Like I, I, I consider myself awake, like my whole life, I think. Cause like looking back, there's like, it's been a process and just like leveling up your consciousness. Do you guys find that your consciousness level has like just expanded over the years after doing your show? Sometimes I feel like that. And other times I feel like a retard. Yeah. I, I hear that. Yeah. I like, just read- I just heard a quote uh, today. Somebody said, uh, I think it was on a YouTube video or something. Somebody was saying that the more you learn, the more ignorant you are. And that's how I feel a lot of times. Yeah. I feel the more that I learn, I'm just like, I fucking know nothing, you know? Yeah. But I also know that it takes sometimes years for certain things to become acceptable in your consciousness, you know, like, like we had a person on many, many years ago about child trafficking and we we're like, what? This is just crazy. Like my, my brain just couldn't comprehend like that would be something that could be happening, you know? And then like years later, like as you kind of get primed and you see, you can make all these other connections, like things start to be, Oh, okay. You know, and, and even some deeper spiritual stuff. Like I'm just not ready. Like I w- I could never listen to the book of Enoch. And then recently, I tried again and I was like, oh yeah, now, now it's making sense. But like years ago, I couldn't cope with it. I couldn't even listen to it. And I think that's a problem with uh, most of society who aren't awake. They're just, they just want to bury their head in the fucking sand and say like, this shit, this shit isn't, it's not real. You know, it's not real. I'm not going to accept it at all. But whereas people like us, we're just like, yeah, dude, bring it on, you know, like I'm, I'm ready for it now because there was a lot of shit that I learned about about 12 years ago and it just blew my fucking mind. And I just got so like depressed for like a while. But if I were to look at that stuff that I learned back then now, I just laugh at it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. That's how it feels. It's like, once your mind is able to accept it, accept to reject it rather it's like i see what's going on and therefore now i know that evil exists and therefore i have to fucking fight against it that's how i feel yeah totally but i'm reaching this other point now where i'm worried i'm I'm wondering about fighting against it like the, the i was just reading this book called the behavior of crowds and also a book on um what was the other one the the main the main thing was that he was suggesting that what happens with these crowd behaviors, which we 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 call groupthink, let's say now, but in hundred years ago he was calling it the cr- crowd crowd behavior or crowd think, 
I guess it was kind of like cult like behavior. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, and he says that, that even what happens is the crowd disseminates sort of as it gets too much power and it starts to break apart, it disseminates. And the next crowd that comes in is, is usually no better. Like they, they have all these like, you know, uh, Ideals, uh, ideals of freedom and all this stuff, but then when it comes time to actually putting it into practice, it just ends up being the same fucking bullshit, right? And so his 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 f- focus is like not f- getting into the crowd think. So I was thinking, man, like we are in a crowd think on this side too. There's a crowd think that's sort of controlling what's happening or trying to, but we're also susceptible to this crowd think on our side of things, you know. Um, so how do we how do we re- be in the revolution without bringing along totalitarianism ourselves? You know, without it turning into that. How do we not? Tr- how do we revolt without turning into what we're against? I mean, that's it, that's a legit question, and it's a tricky thing. It really is, and you also have like in history turned out much worse for the most yeah. part. What's that? All the revol- revolutions? Well, yeah, it tends to be pretty terrible after for a long, long time. I mean, the USA one seemed to work okay, but like it didn't go good when they did it in Russia. It didn't go good when they did it in China. France. You know? Yeah. Well, I think that's a matter of like who gets a hold of that uh, particular victory of that revolution, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and whether it's groupthink or not. Yeah. Like we we still have people waiting for fucking Trump to to regain the presidency. It's like what, you know? Like no one fucking man is gonna save all fucking mankind. Like let's know, get real here. You yeah, know? I'm I'm surprised at how many people uh, are there. There's a couple sort of uh, independent media people like uh, sticks and sticks X and Hammer and somebody else is doing uh, their own polls on like who who would who they want for president. And I'm surprised at how high up Trump is actually like if he didn't come out and, and squash the jab and actually finally change his tune on the jab, then like, I, it, it'd just be disgusting to see that. I mean, I've lost complete, like, yeah. complete respect and faith for his position as president. And these, these people will also justify everything that he does by saying like, uh, let's take operation Warp speed, for example, and say, Oh, he was forced to do that, so he did it in his own way, and it's like... Oh, I know. Yeah, there's no, a huge explanation. Up, yeah. Dude. Dude, every fucking politician, anybody who gets high up, whether you, whether it be a rock star or a fucking, uh, you know, like a, a politician or whatever, if you're not compromised by the elites, then you don't have a say in the matter. Yeah. Like, you, there's always that that one thing that they're going to take and hold against you. And if you don't play their fucking game, then game over for you, you know? Yeah. He definitely shook it up and it was nice to see that. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's, but I don't know, the more I think about it, the more it was kind of just part of some sort of weird plan or, the, or they utilized it as part of a plan. Maybe it wasn't like um, supposed to happen, but they definitely manipulated it afterwards. Well, that's what they do, right? Yeah. I just, uh, like, it just baffles me how people are still riding the fucking Trump train. I'm like, dude, it's fucking over. Get on with it. Uh, Build yourself up right now. This is the time where, um, it was funny because I was playing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 on PS4 last night, and I saw a a player 
that was fighting against me and the person's username was age of apotheosis and i was like holy shit you guys know what that means right uh apotheosis kind of so that means that i don't as a human you become a god i could right it's like the it's like the process or the um alchemical process of becoming a god in the human flesh and I think that's what the uh, elites are trying to do is uh, become gods and control us, right? I think that's th- we they've always had that fucking idea and uh, use that against us. Yeah, I heard that Red Dead Red Dead Redemption uh, is stopping uh, supporting the game or something like that. And a whole bunch of people are moving off the platform. Oh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I had friends that friends that were playing, and they all had to go somewhere else. Well, that's interesting. I uh, yeah. I just got into it recently, uh, but yeah, it's a fucking great game. I like uh, being the cowboy and lassoing people, and then uh, shooting them in the head while they're hogtied. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, and then stealing ten cents off them. Because that's, you know, inflation, you know, 10 cents was nothing, is nothing now. But back then it was a lot of money. <laughs> When's it supposed to be representing? What age? Uh, 1899, actually. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's pretty wild, man. My kids hunt in that game. Or oh, you can hunt, you can fish, you can be a criminal, you can be a good guy, everything. It's fucking awesome. What, what are the, what do you guys think are the best stories that you've encountered on your podcast? Like pick your highlights. Like from guests. Yeah. You go first, Graham. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, there's something that keeps popping, popping up this, this one that I did, we did with uh, Greg Doyle was an Australian astro, astral traveler, astral. And, and he, the way he described his astral battles and the way he described like how he fought for a week with this old hag in the astral realm and he finally like killed her with love basically in the end. I mean, that was probably still, it's still one of my favorites because I had sort of an astral, a semi astral experience after that show that night. Um, Holy shit. But, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, that was one of the best. I mean, some of those, and, and it seems to be the listeners like some of those ones as well, but some people can just really articulate what those realms are like. And it doesn't sound crazy. You know, it sounds like his whole experience was very felt very legit to me. Right. Yeah. I've, uh... The best one was, uh, if not Alan Green's up there for sure with his Shakespeare stuff. He's definitely an amazing storyteller, the way he brings it across. And then the one we had with, what was it, Dave Smith, Graham, that number 248, where that, that, oh, it's like doing that. Oh, that's a good one. David Bryant, I think. David Bryant, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what happened with that one? It was a whole crazy thing. Was it Anton LaVey he was fighting? Yeah. With? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this, this, it was like, I don't even, I can't remember how we ended up in touch with him. We had a buddy that somehow knew these guys or something and we weren't sure what to expect, but it ended up just 
being this crazy story of spiritual warfare back and forth fighting over this girl at one point if i remember correctly yep yep and then uh, in the end he cut that like spirit line that white line that the cord yeah all and and, oh, and anton died yeah yeah he cut the cord the night he cut anton levey's cord the night anton died like he basically Holy he shit. basically like took care of him in the astral realm dude it was it's crazy this was he's a pastor and he was fighting against anton levey in the spirit world for a while and yeah so that That's- was another crazy one Super that sounds pretty fucking wild, dude. It, was it Anton LaVey that said that he regrets being a fucking Satanist when he, on his deathbed? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think I heard about that. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. I mean, I don't think he he was on a deathbed because I think he got if if the story is correct, he he just got killed in the night. So I don't. I don't know. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know, man. Basically, uh, he was I- murdered in the astral realm. That's fucking crazy, dude. I've had several experiences, uh, not necessarily astral traveling, but just like coming out of body and then getting scared shitless and going back in, right? Like right away. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. To a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like I, it, it, I, I always thought like that was like one of the seeds that God planted in my life that would, uh, you know, help me in my awakening process, so to speak. Yeah, like how do you come out of that thinking that we're in this materialistic world, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. Exactly. And then I had like uh, voices that I heard in my old house when I was growing up and uh, like two incidences where I heard them. And then the third incident was uh, my sister-in-law was with me looking after me. I was probably like 11 years old and uh, she heard it with me. And it was the same fucking voice every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was it supposed then, to be old old people that are uh, people that used to live there? I don't know, dude. Oh, you know what's fucking crazy? Okay, so um, I had these things happen to me, and um, like I said, my sister in law heard it with me. I contacted her years later on Facebook <clears throat> and asked her about that that time, and she completely fucking denied oh. it and said that didn't happen. That's weird, eh? So just recently. Well, over the years, I've been driving by that old house because it's still in the same city that I live in, right? And so I drive by that house and see if anybody's outside so I can talk to them, and nobody's ever outside. But just the, the past month or so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I, I drove up there, and there was a car there, and all the doors were open, and the trunk was open, but nobody was there. I'm like, what the fuck? So I parked my car on the side of the road, and I'm waiting for people to come out. And they finally came out and it was like a, like a brother and a sister and a friend and the friend left and I got out of my car and I, I just like approached the, the guy and I'm like, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, not much. How are you? I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm good. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry to disrupt you, but uh, I used to live here back in like 88, 87, 88 until like 91. <laughs> right. And I said, at the risk of sounding fucking crazy, <laughs> have you ever had any paranormal experiences at this house? And he's like looking at his phone, right? And he's like, well, and his eyes light up. He's like, I don't believe in that shit, but my sister here does. And she had a big smile on her face. And she said, oh my God, like, I can't believe that this is happening right now. She's like, there's 
a couple things that happened to me personally. I'm like, okay, well, I'll share it. And she said, well, I was in the bathroom one day and I felt like, and she actually put her hand on the small of my back and she like swiped it. And she said, I felt this like hand swipe the small of my back and I turned around nothing was there, right? I'm like, holy fuck. And then she said another time I'm in the basement and somebody whispered Katie in my ear and it was a female voice. I was like, holy shit, dude. Okay, so this is kind of confirming like what I've been, what I've experienced here, right? Because I told them my stories. And then, um, so I go on about my day, whatever. I told them about my podcast and all that shit, right? And then somebody contacts me a couple days later and says, you used to live in my house. And I said, is this Katie? She's like, no, I'm their older sister. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm so curious as to what you experienced in this house because I've had several experiences myself. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. And I guided her to my very first episode where I talked about these experiences. And then she, I think she listened to it and I said, you got to get on my podcast and we got to fucking get this going here. Right. And she read it. She's like, yeah, I will, I'll let you know. Right. And then nothing. And then I messaged her back and I said, did I, I hope I didn't scare you off, <laughs> you know? And she still hasn't read any of these messages. So I'm like, I think she either fucking muted me or blocked me or whatever. I don't know, dude. But like her, them telling me that they've had experiences in that house confirmed everything uh, from when I was a fucking kid, you know? It's wild. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool that you that you actually had you know that you had the initiative to go up and talk to those those people like that. Maybe she got scared of the cartel, you know, red pill cartel. She's like, "What is this thing?" Right, right. Red and it's got a cartel. fucking it's got a goat that looks like a Baphomet, and he's handing out the red pill. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to take that red pill. You know, who knows? You know, like everybody's on their own journey, so. I can't judge, you know, but I, I, I really would love to have her on the show, you know? Yeah. And she seems like pretty well established for herself. Like she's got like her name on uh, Instagram is money mermaid. <laughs> right. And she's like, seems like, it seems like she has a lot of followers and uh, you know, that's what she does, but it's like, maybe she doesn't want to fucking tarnish her name by, getting her name out there on my podcast and thinking that, you know, people are going to think she's fucking nuts. Right. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. She'll be a, she'll be adjacent to something or something. I mean, people, I think people are just scared shitless about being canceled these days too. I mean, there's a weird, there's a weird, yeah, there's a weird thing. We've, I've been ghosted by a couple people. Um, that uh, that that they got sort of connected to come on, and then I look at their Instagram, and they won't answer back. And I'm like, oh, well, their their PR people came after us to go on the show, and then like, you can tell that there's they're, they got they're, they're just social media, <laughs> or or they just you know they're just uh, they're not on the same spectrum of ideology, I guess you know, and they don't have the fucking the, the problem is. They don't have the balls or the honesty to just say, hey, uh, yeah, I don't think it'd be a good fit. They just never reply. It's like, 
your PR people came after us. I read your fucking book and now you're ghosting us because of whatever, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty shitty. Like I would never do that on, if I was going on somebody's show and I realized they were like, well, I mean, I, I'd actually probably just go on anybody's show. Oh, I wouldn't, yeah, worry, I wouldn't worry about that. I wouldn't worry about that. I would just yeah. do it anyways. But you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I wouldn't just bail on somebody without explaining it or just being honest about it. I think everybody just needs to drop the whole fucking fear barrier and just move on and tell their fucking stories without any kind of fear of repercussions or anything, man. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm making like next to no money off doing what I do with this show, but you know, it's like, it's not about that for me. It's about the passion, right? It's about having an open heart and an open mind <clears throat> and getting anybody on the show <clears throat> who wants to tell their story. And that's that man. At the end of the day, that's all it's about. Exactly. And I'm sure that most of the guests that you've had on feel the same way. And some of them might be reluctant or some of them might feel that they, uh, you know, have to be remain anonymous. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if you want to come on my show, I won't promote you. I'll just let you be anonymous. Uh, but if you do want to be promoted, I'll, I'll promote the fuck out of you, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be fair, we've, that's, that's only happened like a, a couple times. Same all, here. Same here. All of our guests. But I mean, it, I feel like it's going to happen a little bit more and more where people just are like, yeah, I'll, I'll just be anonymous or, you know. And it's like, do you yeah. want me to put that uh, anonymous voice on, like on TV where it's like, my name is George something something. Like, I just, I, I just feel like a, a lot of people are very, very fearful these days. And it, it's, it's worrisome for me because it took a lot of – it took a lot of uh, courage for me to start doing this. And I'm sure it took that for you guys. Yeah. I was going to be anonymous back in the beginning. I was I'm kind of anonymous. I, 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 my handle is Davey Wavy, right? You know, but people at work call me Davey Wavy all the time. Right. So <laughs> it's kind of semi-anonymous. I don't worry about that kind of stuff. Well, I, I would hope not, you know, like, I mean, it's just so fucking crazy to me how people are just doing the nine to five and that's it, you know? Well, that's what they get taught to do, I guess. Yeah. I think it's just, but I mean, it seems like it's always been that way, honestly, because even in the twenties and thirties, when Napoleon Hill was writing his first stuff, you know, there wasn't really much of a public school system back then. Was there? No, they were still worried about education back then. Like that book I was reading on the educate on the crowds, they were bitching about education. This is in the early 1900s. So they already knew that education was a joke a hundred years ago. Right. And they just being, you know, some free thinkers, you know, and then World War Two happened. Well, one, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, I think one really fucked up the world. Yeah, and then you know, and then and then two, but yeah, it's just hard to. It's it's interesting to think back at 
at the the thinkers back then how they knew they knew where we were going like that book about the crowds was saying how you can ma- manufacture public opinion like making bricks basically it's that easy so they they already also knew how how malleable our our public opinion was 100 right. some years ago without even electronic electronics internet all they had was you know what the paper was that even before the radio i don't know i mean fucking telegrams yeah i mean they were just they were already manipulating people through handing out papers and pamphlets and 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 get togethers and meetings i guess like they had lots of you know um lectures and period there was a lot of periodicals and the papers and the scientific stuff i mean it was all that but yeah, i don't even know do when to telegram i guess yeah do you guys uh have you guys had any uh guests on or discussed anything about uh us actually being in the fourth reich of nazi germany right now Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you get? Do you guys think that's actually a thing, or do you think uh, it's false? Because Matt from the Great Deception podcast is doing a series right now on uh, Jim Mars's book about the Fourth Reich, and uh, he's kind of se- trying to separate the the um, facts from you know the bullshit, and he he's not totally convinced that we're in the Fourth Reich. You know, he's more, he's more in the vein that we're living in a corporatocracy, which I believe that's the case. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that I don't think that the U.S. is the fourth Reich so much as probably just the actual third, if anything. I see a lot of evidence <laughs> that makes it seem like um, a lot of that stuff that was going on might have been might have been you know the same thing America's doing now in other people's countries uh, with puppet regimes and instilling their own leaders I mean you can start looking at Project Paperclip as an extraction more than like a, a kidnapping it sure seems like the way the the way that the Americans get into the war in 42 and they say, you know, they declare war on Germany and Japan, Japan, then Germany, and they say Europe first, and then they don't fucking spend any real energy trying to do anything in Europe until it becomes abundantly clear that the Soviets are going to steamroll the Nazis all the way to Berlin. Right. And within within like six to eight months, they're in Berlin. The Allies are in Berlin. All of a sudden, you know, D Day happens and all, and all that. And of course, they get there, well, almost at the same time as the Soviets, but soon enough to seemingly extract a lot of Nazis, take a ton of them back to America, and put them into different high level positions in the American government, including most of NASA, and then seeming to just shuffle the rest of them down to Argentina. So including Hitler and now his head is in a fucking preserved jar waiting to be resurrected. <laughs> I don't know about all that. But, <laughs> I know, I'm but I do know all the other stuff is true. So I don't know. I don't know that that anyone lost the war. Other than a bunch of fucking people, German people, Soviet people, 
it kind of drew the lines. I would argue that the enemy was always the Soviet Union. For America. Well, yeah, that was the tip of the sort of the Nazi spear. Yeah. When that stopped working, then they stormed into Berlin and, you know, lo and behold, fell into a a 40-year Cold War, 45-year Cold War with Soviet Union that we're still trying to fucking do today. 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 Right, right. There's something about- in Russia we don't like at all. Yeah, and they clearly fucking portrayed on all the mass media you know russia is the fucking enemy you know and they have no imf i don't believe and then there's the whole fucking thing about the uh what is it the khazars with russia yeah the khazars in ukraine way back when yeah and that's like a thing today still and that's what we're fighting against or Vice versa, you know. I don't know, man. It's it's really hard to fucking decipher it because there's only so much fucking research you can do to get to the bottom of things, and then the, you don't even know if you're actually there at the bottom of it. You, you can't really figure anything out, man. All you can do is just sit back and fucking enjoy the ride. <laughs> oh, totally, totally, but it's hard to connect like direct Nazis to what's going on right now. But I mean, look at the organizations that have come out of that time. Right. I mean, they're still, they're still there and they're still controlling. I mean, kind of this Marxism is getting into like, we are in a war. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very strange war. How, how the cancel culture has kind of led up to people being, you know, virtue signaling over the jab and the masks. And it's kind of led into like, it's, it's kind of enabled this push into the digital gulag really right now. So, so can you directly connect that to the Nazis? I mean, it seems like you could, it'd be hard, but I mean, it's, it's pretty damn close either way. I mean, it's kind of like a, a Marxian culture war, but also through Tavistock and social engineering and, you know, there's so much, there's, I know it's, it's, it's mind boggling, dude. And then you have the argument that, you know, were the Nazis the good guys? Was Hitler a good guy? Well, I told you what I think Hitler was. He was a spy. For who? For the American OSS. Was it the OSS before the CIA? Yeah. 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 Just like how Osama bin Laden was a fucking CIA agent. Yeah. Exactly. So they design the fucking enemy, right? They always design the enemy. It's more like uh, they just design the crisis. But then they always have a fucking figurehead that goes along with it. Yeah. Like like a one guy that controls everything, so we got to take him out. Even though we fucking created him, right? And now it's Putin. Now it's Putin. Well, that seems to be human nature, the one guy thing. It might still be better than democracy. I'm not convinced one's better than the other at this point. Like democracy versus what? 
versus some sort of benevolent fucking monarchy benevolent dictator yeah that. yeah i don't want to be ruled by the mob if the mob is a bunch of fucking idiots <laughs> exactly right so like who do you who do you guys think have you guys looked into like the antichrist thing at all like who the fucking Antichrist is, or if it's going to be an actual guy, or if it's going to be AI. Yeah, a little, we've we've talked a little bit about that on our show before too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we had Terry Wolf on, who's kind of pushing back on a lot of these conspiracies, and he's into like basically uh, pretty uh, bare bare Christian bare Christianity from the scriptures, like Jesus, based on that, and he and he thinks the the fourth horseman is is green. It's pale green, and it's it's the, the environmental movement is the fourth. Ah, okay. Uh, and that's I lo- I like his theory on that. I mean, we have we're actually agree on more than than we should, considering sort of we're the antagonists in his book, uh, Fire in the Rabbit Hole. But um, there's a lot we agree on, and I'm sort of speaking for you guys too. You know, we as a as kind of a uh, a group. You know. Um, but the, I, I, how do you mean? We, but we had Gary Wayne on too, and he wouldn't really, he wouldn't really, he wouldn't really make a claim about who the Antichrist was going to be. We were like, "Is it Gates? Is it, uh, is it Kushner? Is it uh, Musk?" You know, and he wouldn't really, he wouldn't really say. So I mean, I have no fucking clue. Why wouldn't he say? I don't know. I guess he 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 kind of looked it's looks back. Lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he looked back and did so much history on the bloodlines and the giants and all this stuff and uh, secret societies that he didn't really want to predict like that. Oh, so he didn't want to be like uh, the fall guy for a prediction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or piss off. No, I get get that. um, Sorry, Darren? Or piss off half of his fan base. Right. I mean, that's kind of where the world's at these days. If he picks someone that's politically not, uh, you know, it's just really, really <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had. Um, do you guys know who Ishmael Perez is? I don't know. I don't I'm think so. Familiar. So he claims to be an ambassador for the. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I'm laughing, but you know, I, a the, lot of the his... Galactic Federation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah, way, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the highest played episode I've. <laughs> that's awesome and, but he's cool man like him and i vibe really well we had a great conversation and uh but uh yeah he's saying that ai artificial intelligence is a uh interplanetary or intergalactic world or planet eater and he said uh we're developing it now but it's nothing new under the sun right biblically wow. speaking it's nothing new under the sun and so we are, he said that uh, the federate the federation has already defeated it. It's just a matter of time that we raise our vibrations enough to, uh, you know, uh, conquer it, so to speak. Well, I was out looking for UFOs the other night, you know. So I, I don't know. I kind of appreciate that take in a way, but I don't know if, if you know, AI. I feel like it's just getting going. <laughs> yeah. But I like I think that it, theory though, because I do, I do think that in some ways stuff becomes conscious. I mean, I heard uh, uh, what's his name. Um, let me think of his name. Um, 
he was talking about plasma. When you create plasma, it gains intelligence. Like, so I feel like there's certain form, certain mediums you can use to, to manufacture stuff that will bring in sort of a consciousness or intelligence. Um, I'll think of, when I think of his name, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it. Um, I think okay. we had him on a long time ago. Um, well, what about the moon? The moon itself apparently is made of plasma. What? Have you heard that? No, that's the first I heard of that. Oh, dude, there's videos on that shit from like a guy from the 60s saying that shit. Plasma yeah, the moon? Yeah, the moon is made out of plasma. It's and it's in our atmosphere. It's not fucking out out of our of our, of our atmosphere. Well, that sounds crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's what we do here, right? We fucking sound crazy to the regular folk. Uh well, yes, we try not to, but we probably do more often. <laughs> I try to sound as fucking crazy as possible. <laughs> Some people are coming around, though. They're coming around quick, it yep. seems like, honestly. Darren's, think- more, Darren's more connected with the, the people on the street kind of in our, in our local area, and he's getting some phone calls. That's cool, man. Well, they're That's, not good phone calls. Uh, people who need a savior. Darren, are you their savior? No, I can't help them <laughs> for that. They're just looking to vent, I guess, more than anything. Well, that's good. I'm always there for people to vent to, you know. People always say, like, oh, I'm so glad that you are patient with me and I can vent to you and you don't judge me. And I'm like, yeah, dude, fuck. Vent to me all you want. I'm going to fucking be there, you know, as much as I can. While yeah, I'm doing awesome. what I do. It's it's uh it's actually a very easy thing. Do you guys believe do you guys believe in like Jesus like wholeheartedly or do you theorize more about him instead of like actually believing and following him? What? I don't believe in anything wholeheartedly. That's a good answer. And I don't really have an, uh, too many opinions on Jesus. Either do I really. I mean, I think he's kind of more of an archetype in a way. He's he's been he's there's so many things in common with him and Horace and other sort of other things going back. Um and 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 the Christians would argue that it's not before Christianity, but the other people on the other in the syncretic side of things would say that it is way back before Christianity. But I feel like it, it, he's gained power. There is a power in saying Jesus and calling calling out the name. I mean I know people that it's worked uh, against paranormal encounters, like using him or, you know, like uh, sleep paralysis and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, eventually it, it sort of, I think what I've heard from a couple of people is that it loses power after a while. And I think you have to start taking control of that yourself or not control, but protecting yourself instead of relying on something external. But I mean, maybe he's got such a, um, a powerful, uh, egregore because so many people believe in him and that's it's it's the belief of the people that makes jesus what he is I don't oh know. The egregore, yeah yeah um well ishmael going back to ishmael again he says there is actually a 
like a uh, colony that are all Christ. Like in, in, in the intergalactic uh, federation, there's actually like a Christ family who can actually go around and like heal people and have like, you know, like fucking supernatural powers and shit. Well, what are they doing? Why aren't they fucking helping us out? I mean, this is that's what, what I'm saying, dude. This is what bugs me about the whole UFO thing and why I'm sort of have second thoughts about this grassroots movement to, you know, to make contact and disclosure. Why aren't they getting involved? If the bad ones are getting involved with our government with and they're breaking the non-interference principle, why can't the good ones come in and fucking take care of things? He so he was saying that um we are like the last fucking planet to wake up and they're waiting for us to wake up. And it's like, well, dude, you know, it's, it's hard to fucking fathom that kind of thing. You know, it's like, what makes us so special? You know, it sounds like the whole Ascension thing coming from a different angle, right? There's so many Corey good or what was his name? Yeah. All those those fucking psychos. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. It's just fucking wild, man. Like I'm 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 just flabbergasted at all times. It's like sometimes I don't know what the fuck to believe, you know. That's okay. Uh, don't believe anything. <laughs> and that's me, man. I'm a great assault kind of guy, you know. But I love to entertain people when they come on the show and they give me their beliefs. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you know, you know, you know, I'm just humoring them. And I honestly don't know, man. Like, are we gods? Are we supposed to be a god, each individual? Or are we just fractals of God, our creator, the creator of the universe? I don't fucking know. I think we're just supposed to grow and try and be better than we were yesterday. Like Earth is a school, right? No, just that's just what it's about. I don't know about all that other stuff. I think you should just constantly be trying to be better. All uh-huh. that's, that's the point of life, as far as I'm concerned. And find some and- love along the way, because that kind of is what makes it worthwhile. But, you know, you got to just be growing and going. Otherwise, you're just, you know not doing it we seem to be devolving in a lot of ways from where from where what what our physical mental and maybe even spiritual capabilities were say a few hundred years ago till now so i don't know i think that we've gotten lazy on an individual level which is probably well i think so for sure dude so easy to Uh, apathy is the enemy right I think what you guys are doing and what I'm doing is the reverse of apathy. I would hope so. I mean, we're just talking, right? That's all we, that's all we really do is just talk and get it out there into the ether. But hopefully that helps people be less apathetic if they're listening. Hopefully that inspires other people to do the same shit, right? Totally. I think there was a pretty good back in a day of podcasting, you know, you could reach more people. I feel like it's sort of siloing a little bit and, and people that aren't ready won't look. So I, I think we're at a point where those that are ready have looked and they've decided whether they want to go deeper or not. 
That's kind of my my sense right now. Deeper in what sense? Like rabbit into, holes. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Deeper into what what's going on in the world. You know, like they've they've we've we've sort of been we've been around long enough now that people that want to know more have kind of have have. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe this, maybe there's still people coming, coming over. But I feel like we've we've sort of created this this split now. People that want to sort of follow podcasts and independent researchers and 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 talkers compared to those that just want to stick with the mainstream narrative. You know, it's it's kind of split. Yeah. I guess there's still a percentage in the middle that are that are waking up. And I don't mean waking up to the truth because we don't know what the fuck's going on. But I mean, I'm just saying waking up as as wanting to know more. You know. I would hope so. Uh, I, my greatest hope for humanity is that, you know, we come to some kind of fucking conclusion and uh, we're able to just discuss these things on a deeper level and without like judgment or fear of being judged for that matter. Um, I just, it's hard, man, you know, me doing what I do, you guys doing what you do. It's, you know, like, how do we get people on our fucking wavelength? And does that even matter? <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to fucking say really, honestly, like I go about my daily life at work and I'm, I'm just trying to be the best person that I can. You know, I go home and I do a podcast and then, I feel like I'm doing something better than the people that are just doing their nine to five, but who the fuck, what the fuck do I know? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Dan Winters, that guy that I was talking about, Dan Winters, uh, plas the physics of, of magic and plasma, plasma intelligence, deep science and the lost art of resurrection, that kind of stuff. He, he's pretty interesting, dude. Dan Winters. Yeah. Dan Winter. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was the guy who's, and it makes you think like, Maybe the AI, like you were saying, is is it is pop? It you know it, it gets populated by some consciousness, you know, and and it it has it sort of becomes a almost like a golem in a way. Um, like a uh, say for example, a say doldrum, golem, like Dol a golem, like Gol a like a construct with intelligence, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, not the go not Gollum from Lord of the Rings. No, 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 like, oh, like a traditional Gollum, stone like giant that's sentient. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe that's what we are. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck knows? We might have been created by another fucking being that is known as a god, but above that god is an actual ultimate creator. Super guy. Sure. Yeah, there might be hierarchies of that. I mean, you hear about the hierarchies quite a bit and the NDEs and stuff and people that have spiritual experiences that there are demigods and, you know, angels and who knows, right? Maybe each solar system has something and maybe each, you know, universe has something. I actually <clears throat> put a few posts out a while back on my Instagram about like, you know, worship the creator who has no fucking name. Because if you think you know the name of it, then chances are you're not worshiping the right fucking God, you know? <laughs> yeah, and who exactly. the fuck says that God wants to be worshipped? 
you yeah, know? Some, yeah, some do apparently, but yeah. If I was a god, I wouldn't want to be worshipped. I would just want people to do what the fuck they want to do. <laughs> you know? You know, I used to go to church and I see people like, <clears throat> you know, they have that Christian fucking music going on. And you see these people just waving their fucking arms and dancing around and thinking that they're worshiping fucking Jesus or whatever. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing right now? You're like flailing your fucking arms around. And like, I wish I could feel that honestly right now, but I don't because I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> Have you guys, were you guys raised religiously at all or? No, no, we were Protestant, I think, my parents, but we only went to, I went to Sunday school a couple times when I was a kid. Uh, we never really went to church too much. Um, so, no, I wasn't really raised, I wasn't really raised even, I was probably <clears throat> raised more sort of spiritual, I guess. My Nana was sort of into Buddhism, and uh, my mom says she was a Rosicrucian for a bit, but I, I tried, I went through her paperwork and didn't find anything. But she used to do past life regressions and stuff. So I kind of was raised more, I think, more of like new agey kind of in a way in my later uh, childhood years, you know, in that late 80s, early 90s kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah, I was. I, Darren, you're so quiet. I wasn't raised religious either. Yeah, I was not. But I went through this phase where I just like my brain popped open. I was like, Oh my God, I, I need something to attach to right now. So I went to the Bible and Jesus and I'm like, and then I got out of that and I was like, okay, you know, like this is probably could be the truth, but I doubt it. You know, anything that's fucking materialistic in a book and you want to fucking worship a book and the words in that book, you're probably fucking lost to be honest. Yeah, who knows how those have been manipulated over time. And yeah, yeah. I've got more sort of respect for Jesus in some ways, not respecting that. But, you know, like I've sort of given it more thought recently, especially over the last few years with all the overt Satanism and the symbolism. And it's kind of like the war on Christianity, just like there's a war on meat and, and you know, psychedelic drugs in some ways. It's like, well, if 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 there's a war on Christianity, maybe there's something there. Well, that's the thing. It's like there's no war on fucking Hinduism or Buddhism or uh, uh, Judaism, you know? There's no war on that. It's all fucking Christians getting attacked. I think shit got pretty crazy for the Buddhists during the revolution. <laughs> yeah, there well, might be yeah, a war. Yeah. There might be a war on Buddhism that we don't really know about, considering that I think the the CCP is even tracking the the people that are supposedly reincarnated as Buddha. They they like they actually shit. have have lists of them all. Yeah. So. Wow. So there's probably a, like a um, can I expand on it? Not 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 uh, coherently. I don't even know where to do the research. Who was who was it we had on Darren recently talking about that? I can't um, remember. But it's a legit thing. Like they were, they were tracking down these these Buddhists that were, um, they're watching the reincarnation cycle of the Buddhists, and they've got them tracked. So, and they're also, they're also. I mean, well, dude, they're also. I mean, they've been persecuting. 
those religious groups for a long time now in China, right? I mean, from the early early 1800s and through the 1800s to the 1900s, there's been certain things, and then the Cultural Revolution and the and the uh, the Uyghurs and the what's that uh, spiritual meditation thing they were doing there? Uyghurs and the Juggers and then uh, Fulong Gong, Fulong Gong, yeah, and that too. I mean, crazy. <sighs> I see where I work. Um, I see a lot of these um, protesters drive through with their uh, motorcade. Uh, Falun Gong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty wild, man. Yeah, I used to see them in Vancouver. I wasn't ready to even hear that stuff. I was like, what? I couldn't fathom it. I was like, what? These... Meditators are being persecuted in China. Like I just couldn't even wrap my head around it back in the early, that was the late nineties, I guess, you know, or maybe the mid nineties. Yeah. And I saw a uh, vehicle parked and it said, uh, Google Uyghurs. Right. And I'm like, dude, I didn't like, I know all but the Uyghurs now, but I used to call, uh, white people who wanted to be black people, Uyghurs, you know, (laughs) Back in high school, I'm like, you guys, are, you're a wigger, right? The, with the baggy pants and you listen to rap, I'm like, dude, you're a wigger, right? So that's what I thought Uyghurs were when I first heard about it, right? <clears throat> I just thought that was funny. I hear you swallowing something. Is that beer or water? What? I'm not swallowing anything. Oh, I heard somebody swallowing something. Yeah, it wasn't me either. Oh, what was oh. it? Oh, it's something else Darren's doing over there. I'm not doing anything. I think he's rubbing one out right now. Again. <laughs> There's something going on with this audio. It's weird. Anyway, what do you guys think about... Uh... Holy shit. Eternal life. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... I think something passes on, some energy passes on, and it'll, you know, once it uh, leaves our dead bodies, that it it goes somewhere. You know, I I do think that. I just think we end up forgetting unless we learn. Maybe if we learn a little bit more in this life, we can sort of learn how to remember more in the next, maybe choose a different reincarnation. I mean, I really do think that they were trying to do that in the ancient days, ancient Buddhists and the Egyptians. I think they're really trying to control the reincarnation. Which, like you guys were saying about the the, uh, people that were trying to eliminate people who were reincarnated. Yeah, and I think that... that that, though. And I think that... Well, that's... Who knows? Yeah. I mean, maybe we all have a signature, right? They said they were... I think it was people who said they were the reincarnation of Buddha. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. Buddhism was banned for four decades. I mean, it was what? It was banned in China for four decades. Yeah. Up until recently. Yeah. What, Buddhism? Yeah. Because the Chinese Cultural Revolution was only in 58, I think. Yeah, it wasn't really that long ago. I mean, it's all pretty close. (laughs) Well, it's all fucking spiritual warfare, man. Like, even if you're a Christian or you're a Buddhist or you're Muslim or whatever, right? Starts to look like it, like the eradication of the spiritual. Yeah, but 
first the whole new, Christianity, the whole, and then the whole new age movement, though. What? It's a whole new age movement. The whole new age movement is promoting spirituality. Do they want to eliminate the fucking people that are in the new age movement as well? Well, I think they just want to keep us moving. You know, they're done with Christianity, so they want that out so that they can get in something maybe more fluid, more controllable. It really seems like it's not the new age is, is nothing. That's all just bullshit spirituality as far as they're concerned. The real new religion that they're forming is scientism, where they can just tell you whatever they want and say that science says is true. Right. Yeah, I think we established that fact with the whole jab thing, right? Yeah, to some extent, for sure. What do you guys think about monkeypox? Adverse events. Adverse reactions from the jab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they, they want to say, they want to go ahead and say that man on man sex is, uh, it, that's how it spreads. But then you got kids getting it too. So how do, how are the kids getting it? I know. And, how, and why are they not saying gay all of a sudden? Why, why are men, why is it men, men who have sex right. with men? Like, it's very strange whether the, the terminology saying it like this, yeah. It's like, well, how are the kids getting it then? Are pedophiles fucking kids and then they're getting it's it too? Monkeypox? Yeah. Huh. Well, there's a, here's an effect that's been in uh, been in the in the uh, side effects for vaccines for many many decades. It's called autoimmune blistering disease. So, I mean, this is this is in Pfizer's own documents, autoimmune blistering disease. So that's kind of sounds like monkey boxes to me. But I mean, what do I know? Shingles, maybe. But I mean, people keep saying it's shingles effects. But I mean, maybe it's this autoimmune blistering. I'm not saying we're right. I'm just not, you know, giving advice yeah. or anything. But I mean, I, that's what yeah. I would speculate on. I don't. I just don't believe all this bullshit. I mean, I don't know. And then they made this vaccine for monkeypox in 2019. It's all just too convenient. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, you, and, you, and then you look at, like, you Google the uh, images of uh, monkeypox and versus shingles, and it's the same fucking image, right? Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. So, and they're saying, like, monkeypox is just shingles, but they're making it. And then fucking the CDC or who uh, says it's a global crisis, even though like 18,000 people out of 7 billion fucking people got it. I know. It makes you wonder, are they really going to use this? Are they really going to try and use this as the next thing? Like it just seems, it seems like a bit of a stretch, but I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, it's still going on and it's, it seems to be gaining like, because I don't listen to, the mainstream media on a day-to-day basis i only hear like people talking about the mainstream media in deconstructive ways i don't really see how prevalent the narrative is right now but apparently it's still being just push 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 everywhere so they're really maybe they're trying to use this as the next thing you know yeah and where i live in ontario they're saying there's like a a couple hundred fucking uh, cases of it and i'm like okay you know i'm not gonna I think the whole point is that we have to just get over the fear of all this bullshit because how are you going to like 
stay alive if you're scared of these fucking diseases that they keep pushing, you know? Well, dude, it's the fear. It's the fear from also the fear that we have or that I have of the tyranny. Like it's, so it's not just like I've been fucking brainwashed too. Right. On the other side, like, sure. And I'm not, I I mean, I'm consciously trying to deal with it on a regular basis, but there's also that too. Like both sides are kind of trapped in fear. Right. I mean, I, I don't, I'm, you know, afraid to fucking cross the border next month, or I'm afraid to, you know, that, that, that the fucking, that the mandates are going to come back, or I'm afraid that they're going to, you know, freeze my bank account, or I'm afraid that, you know, and I'm not really, I'm not saying I'm really scared of these things, but there's a lot of things on, even on our side that we can start becoming afraid of. Sure. Yeah. What about the freedom convoy? Do you think the freedom convoy was like a setup? No, I think they did a good job at I think it it woke up a lot of people on one hand, a lot of people that followed it legitimately, um but it also got, you know, I think that they overstepped their their hand and they when they did all that freezing of the bank accounts, I think that, I I don't know if that was like revelation of the method, but I'm like you guys are fucking fucked up if you think this revelation of the method's going to work, but um I think they handled it handled it um uh, correctly, I think in their mind, you know, like they shut it down pretty quick, dude. I mean, they, they, or did you say you're in Ontario? Yeah, I'm near Toronto. Oh, fuck. I didn't realize you're Canadian until did you said you that. <laughs> dude, I'm a fellow Canuck, dude. That's why I was so happy to get you guys on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, um, dude, my audience base is like fucking American. mostly American. Yeah, totally. And that's probably why you guys fucking called yourself Grimerica. Because it's like, dude, where are my fucking Canadians at, man? You know? Well, I mean, if you look at it per capita, it might not be as bad as you think. True. Somebody said that to me, too. Yeah. I was just like, dude, like, why are you guys not listening? Like, where is where are my Canadians, man? Even my fucking family doesn't want to listen to my show. They probably think I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> They'll come. So, so I mean, I, I mean, I, th- I was surprised at how the fast they shut down the convoy. I think the convoy did a really good job at keeping it very peaceful. I think it was the most peaceful thing. Yeah, but the, seen, the but, but the media didn't fucking make it make it out to be like that. No, no, but a lot of people knew better, and it did and wake could- up. It did wake up another segment. Of the population, but yeah, you got Justin Trudeau saying like, you know, we pay CBC uh, this amount of fucking money to uh, keep their fucking trap shut, right? And people don't see that, but they want to listen to him uh, to the government saying that you know it's a bunch of fucking white supremacists and Nazis that were at the Freedom Convoy, right? And that's that's what people—that's what most people think that they that it was including my, my dad, it was like all aboard the freedom convoy and then posting stuff on Facebook. And then he's got my niece yelling at him saying, I can't believe you fucking support these racist people. Oh, it's unbelievable. So there's yeah. a percentage of people that there's a percentage of people that really just my, somebody I know was um, talking to them about CBC and how the, the government funds them. And they're like, well, good. They should, they're the people's, they're the people's channel. They're the people's network. 
Like the, there's a bunch of people. There's a pretty good percentage of people, especially in BC and, and Ontario, probably and Quebec, but that just think that that's okay. Like the government needs this media and uh, the people should be paying money for it. And they're, they'll just believe what, whatever the fuck they say. It's unbelievable to me. It's crazy, man. It's pretty but, sad. It's what, Darren? It's sad. Yeah. It is very sad. And at that time, when my niece said that to my dad, I'm like, oh, my God, this is what the Bible said. It said, you know, brother will kill brother. You know, family is going to turn against each other. You know? Yeah, we've been talking about that a little bit recently, like sort of find really sort of finding your tribe and and just because if it, if it goes down again, like kind of we know that there's a bunch of there's a big percentage that will just sort of basically turn you in, you know, if the government knows now they can say whatever the fuck they want and a large percentage of people will buy what they say, it'll they'll believe them. Right. And we're splitting. We're splitting now completely to the point where a bunch of people won't believe them and there's a bunch of people that will believe them. And those people that will believe them won't think twice about doing something for the greater good. So we got to kind of be careful. Be careful about <clears throat> sort of who we're putting. I, I think when it comes down to it, though, um, people will know who to gravitate towards, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, are you surprised that you're hearing like I forget now that now that I've remembered you're Canadian and you're in Ontario because I remember you did tell me I think way back when. Um, sorry about that. Um, okay. But uh, are you shocked how the media is not letting go of the jab, the, the jab stuff? I mean, Ontario took the data, their official data, out of their website, and then so did Alberta, and then so did BC recently because it's so damning for what they're doing, and yet the media just ignores all of it and are you shocked that they're still like not really backing off this whole thing i'm not shocked at all dude look at look at who we got in power man fucking doug ford well no i mean it's i don't know it's it yeah dude, that, yes, but... oh god it's fucked Dude, I don't know if uh, if his his daughter's pretty pretty awakened yeah yeah and she was in the media legit, for a while is she, is she legit or I think so. I mean, get her on your show, dude. I, I'm fucking. I've been, I've been trying. <laughs> Advocate for me, <laughs> Darren. Get her on Twitter, man. Dude, I, it's I, just it's crazy. My brother, my oldest brother, is the only one aside from me who's awake. Uh, out of five of us siblings, and uh, he actually sent his own fucking shit to Justin Trudeau in an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking well, I mean, at least he didn't send somebody else's. I mean, if you're gonna you <laughs> dude, he fucking just dropped it right in an envelope and he sent it to him. So funny, man. I've had people coming up to me all the time um, at work that are like patriots and they're like, dude, I appreciate what you do, you know, and I'm just like, dude, fuck, do do it, do it yourself, you know. Yeah, I'm just a little guy doing this little fucking show and trying to get the word out. Like, you you have the power too, man. And that's the thing. I think the government is just constantly trying to like revoke the power of the people. That's all yeah. it is, man. And when you realize that you actually have a little bit of fucking power then you can conquer the world, man, you know? And that's what you guys are doing. That's what I'm doing. 
that's what it's all about, man. I think it's been the eternal struggle with, with humanity is just how to become free. I feel like, I mean, yeah. for a, for a good percentage of people, I mean, there are a percentage of people that I think are feeling free listening to orders you know, that might take a load of stress off them. They're just like, oh, we're doing what we're told because that gives me a feeling of freedom. I mean, there might be that too, but I think it's been a long time struggle for humanity to try and just not be controlled by their governments. People need a sense of belonging, right? Connection. But, yeah, connection. And I think that's where we've gone wrong is that um, <clears throat> the government is trying to uh, round up the people on their side, whereas we, who feel free without the government, uh, or trying to get out of the system per se, are trying to round up people on our side. Right? That's what that's what the fucking problem is. Yeah, I think anyway. Yeah. So so um so ontario so do you think it's gonna do you think it's gonna clamp do you think they're gonna clamp down and change these definitions and shit for the fall and try to the new scariant and stuff or what's your feeling being on the east and back well east i think there? i think that uh they're kind of trying to ramp up the monkeypox thing because i like i look at uh, like i live in an apartment building right there's monkeypox kill you or anything or what happens Sorry? Does monkeypox kill you? No. There's no death uh, involved with monkeypox. It's just another case uh, issue, just like COVID. It's all about cases. It's not about deaths. You know? So when the whole COVID scare came, it was about, oh, we have this many fucking cases, like, say, like, 10,000 fucking cases, but only, like, 100 deaths. Right, and so that obviously was just this one zero deaths. Yeah, nobody dies from the super painful, dude. It's all the all the guys don't want the shit on their balls and stuff, dude. It's Mm -hmm. super painful. Well, they say it does. So all the all the guys that are sleeping with other guys, uh, the way they're saying it, they're they're just out there getting. They're just out there getting the the job, man. They're just, they're, I mean, even the no agenda crowd that was like the when so this, when Adam this said they're not the hearing from what is this just for the gays for real? It's just well, that's what well apparently, but getting it too apparently, and they're not saying I, how the kids are, but the kids are getting right. it from the men who sleep with men. So we don't know how that's really happening. But well, I would say obviously that it's from the fucking job because they're pushing the fucking job from COVID onto the kids, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's not, it's not fucking hard to do the math people like seriously. But, but I guess the point was that the no Adam was saying they're not hearing from a lot of the, this community. Cause they've been, they've been talking about the, you know, LGBTQ plus acronym for a few shows now. And, and Adam heard from a whole bunch of people after he said that. And a lot of these gay guys are, even though they know that it's bullshit, they're still scared of getting the pox and they want to go out and they're getting their jabs, even though they're saying in the media and the CDC that there's no evidence of, of effect efficacy. So like right. how the fuck are they, they're just going to go trust these new jabs for monkey pox because they're scared of picking it up uh, and getting in pain with their sores. Like it's so weird. There's huge I've- lineups. 
I've heard people get it. Uh, these gay guys get fucking pox on their fucking dicks, dude. Well, I know. So they've really, like, they've really kind of engineered this fear. Speed bumps. And and they and they've and they've and they've. And they've, go got the, they've got them. Well, yeah, it goes away after some time. I don't know. I don't know what the. Just like shingles what, does. Yeah. Yeah, shingles isn't on your balls, so as far as I know. Well, I mean, I it could probably get there. I mean, well, I, it's I don't be all over. Yeah, but it's not like a balls thing. Well, no, either is this. It just ends up there sometimes. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's not on everybody's balls. It just. It's not some a balls people, thing. No, it's not a balls thing. No. Okay. I'm just glad I have I don't have sex with men and I didn't take the jab. That's all. you <laughs> glad you don't have sex with men. I mean, yeah, you might be missing out. Uh, well, I could be, but that's just not my fucking thing, and I don't judge anybody for that. You know, I'm okay to keep missing out too. Yeah, I mean, it's like just identify. Like, what if you're? That's why they're saying it because it could be sex with people who identify as men. Are they still? Are, oh, are they shit. still? Are they still like at the same risk? I don't think so. Well, the the G is going to be out of the LGBT before you know it. Well, but what about the P? L's going too. The L's going too. <laughs> I don't even know what pansexual means. Still, no, I meant P for pedophilia because that's what the <laughs> agenda wants, right? They want that P in there for fucking, uh, what's it called? That fucking uh, virtual person for pedophilia or something like that. Map. I forget what it's map. called. Yeah, map. yeah, the map, yeah. What's the map stand for again? Shoot me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's something like that. Male attracted to young people or something. Like yes, that? yes. Minor attracted yeah. person. Yeah. Oh fuck, that's crazy. But is yeah, it that'll the, be a preference. I mean, that'll be a preference soon. So uh, if you're a minor attracted person, you but you don't try. act on it, you should probably you're good to keep go. it to yourself altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're good to go, right? Okay. Seek help. Yeah. It's not okay. I refuse to normalize that kind of stuff. But that's what they're fucking doing, man. Well, not well, I was reading this. But I see a lot of people, a lot of people in the LGBTQ community are against that. But it's like who's who's running the the fucking agenda? That's what I'm wondering. To to normalize this shit. Who's running it? There's got to be some figurehead again, right? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it doesn't. It not until they want it. They want there to be somebody there. But I mean, I think this is this is kind of a new. You know, the propaganda is so thick because of our electronic world that we live in. That you know, um, I don't think there needs to be a figurehead for this. I was just reading this the this last chapter on this uh, chapter one in the book of the history of magic, and it's talking about how there was. Um, there's a lot of instances where they thought that a virgin's breath or a young girl's breath is very healing. And they'd actually have like little kids lying on your sores and stuff, like whatever's hurting. Cause they think that that would heal you. Um, That's how they got monkey pox. 
Yeah. So the, <laughs> the, the, the patient, the patient was to be brief. So here it is, especially pure virgins and young children were supposed able to free persons from diseases by their breath and even by their blood. The patient was to be breathed upon by them and sprinkled with their blood to have bathed in the blood would have been better. Could it have been possible? History supplies us with many remarkable instances of restoration to health, either by living with healthy persons or by being breathed upon by them. And then I was thinking, I wonder if that's why, like, why Biden's always sniffing young kids. Uh-huh. Maybe he thinks that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should be sniffing more kids. Fuck. And, and, and one of the kings, now King David, was old and stricken in years, and he says, let there be sought for my lord the king a young virgin and let her stand before the king and let her cherish him and let her lie in thy bosom that my lord the king may get heat. So they sought for a damsel throughout all the coasts of Israel and found Abishag, a Shunammite, and brought her to the king. <laughs> Pliny recommends breathing on the forehead as a remedy. Galen reckon, reckons among the most certain outward remedies for bodily weakness young persons who were laid on the bed so as to cover the body of the sufferer. He's going mean, to hear your kids put on you? Yeah, Yo, Graham, 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 you got a computer in front of you? Look up virgin boy eggs. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't get, I don't get it, though. Dude, the Chinese people... <laughs> the Chinese people get these fucking kids under 10, preferably 10 and under to uh, piss and then they fucking take eggs and they boil the eggs in virgin boys piss and they say it cures like inflammation and all that shit <clears throat> but it's like it's got to be preferably a 10 year old and under and he has to be a peasant apparently <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I was showing, I was showing my friends at work this shit. They're just like, "What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Would you eat a hard-boiled egg that's fucking boiled in piss of a virgin boy under ten years old or in a peasant boy? Would you eat it? You think it gets through the shell? It must. Mm-hmm. No. Well, it has it depends, to. depends how hungry I was. Never say never. True, right? Depends on how swollen I was. If I really sounds, that infant, like information. The holy, yeah, it sounds like the holy grail to me. The fountain of youth from the elites. Like, what the fuck, dude? This is going too far. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, man. <clears throat> Do you guys want to rock? There was this a guy. Or? Yeah, what sure. There's one more. One more story of a guy. Um, Luke Claudius Hermippus is well known, who reached a very great age, and he did this by being continually breathed upon by young girls. He reached 115, and he and he claimed that he reached that old age because he was always getting breathed upon by young girls. So this goes way back. This problem. Yeah, this problem of. Uh old perverted men thinking that they can be cured of all their diseases by young children. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fucked up, man. I I just don't, I mean, it might be a thing, but 
you know, this goes back to fucking ancient Rome, right? Like, yeah, ancient Rome, the, these fucking kings or quote unquote gods were being flated by kids and shit. It's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is oh, going no, on? Kid. This is tra- this is a problem. Is it a problem for us or is it a problem for them? Should it be a problem for them? It's definitely a problem for them and for the kids. Especially for the kids, it's a problem for them because they grow up and they become uh, like them, right? Or Or worse. Or worse, yeah. I just, it's, it's fucking hard to comprehend, man. Like, where are we going to draw the line, you know? <laughs> Let's find a parallel system and just uh, figure shit out on our own. Get up. I feel like that's one of the, that. yeah. the things, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe that's the revolution is just separation. The great divorce. <clears throat> what do you guys think about uh, the meek shall inherit the earth? Maybe that's what I don't that think means. Any of us are the meek. I think the meek <laughs> is like the third world people that didn't get involved in this shit from the get <laughs> The fucking tribes wandering around Brazil and stuff. It's so crazy, man. Do you guys put all your stock in the Bible or not? No. 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 What about wearing mixed fibers <clears throat> from the Old Testament? That was uh, a thing that somebody brought up on TikTok where they're saying, like, God said not to wear fucking mixed fibers because, uh, you know, cotton gives you, like, 100% pure cotton gives you a much greater frequency for your body. Have you heard about that? No, it makes sense, I guess, though. I mean, yeah. you're probably getting fucking filled with microplastics with these fake clothes we're wearing and stuff yeah right i'm just fucking throwing shit out there now trying to fucking extend it but anyway you guys uh i loved having you guys on it was a fucking great time are they coming to arrest you what's that are they coming to arrest you right now oh you hear that yes (laughs) yeah they're they're coming to arrest me because uh i'm talking too much about uh Kids getting fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, plug your stuff, guys. Uh, Where can we? Where can my cartel find you? Go ahead, Darren. Uh, Grimerica.ca will get you to everything. If you go to the menu, there's a link to the tours, to the events, to the books, to the audiobooks, to the chats. We have our own chat rooms. Uh, we have our own books. We have our own audiobook company. We have a bunch of tours we do with people like Randall Carlson, Dave Matheson, Brandon Powell, amazing people like that. And the easiest thing to do is just go to grimerica.ca and click on the menu and go wherever you want to go. Links are in the show notes, folks. Fuck. Thank you guys so much. For coming. It was an honor. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. It's great. Cool, man. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. And uh, you guys have a blessed night. All right. You take care. Thanks again. Peace out.
Thank you very much for listening to the Red Pill Cartel. This is your ultra host, Mr. Nigel the Goat speaking. And uh, Davey, what did you think about that uh, conversation with uh, Darren and Graham from from the uh, Grimerica show? Fucking cool guys, man. It was such a great pleasure to have them on. What did you think, Nigel? Yes, uh, Nigel is a uh, big fan of Grimerica, so I think that was good for uh, the one-year episode, you know? Yeah, man, like, I couldn't, uh, I appreciate them highly, and I hold them up high esteem and you know they're just doing what we do right so it's all the same shit man reach as many ears as possible yes Davey I agree wholeheartedly you know and uh, I would uh, recommend that uh, you cartel would share this episode uh, long and far and wide and uh, you know get the the truth out there of uh, you know this fucking upside down clown world you know so anyway, um, Davy and I would like to thank you so much. Oh, there sounds like somebody's racing outside. Yeah, they do that all the time. I can't help it. I don't have a fucking studio. I don't have a, whatever. I'm just a low tech guy, you know, Nigel. So we're just doing what we can do. Yes, uh, Davy. I know that we are low tech because you put me on the fucking uh, back of the truck every night. So, but you pet me and you say good night. So it is, it is what it is, you know. But anyway, thank you, uh, Graham and uh, Darren, for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, hit up uh, daviespatreon.com. Uh, links are in the show notes. And uh, support the show, you know. And uh, we, we love you very much, Cartel. And thank you for the listening to the show, this tiny little show, for, for one whole fucking year. And uh, we love you and good night.